0: Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is your main man, Crazy Dre, Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre. Andre's podcast, Crazy Dre Podcast Show, where we're in the Midwest of the United States of America. Yes, it is. Let's welcome my buddy Sean, who's on Edibles right now, I think.
1: Um, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, that anyway, is true. <laughs> so it's a beautiful day today. Great weather again. It was 50 some degrees yesterday and about 47 today.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, the sun's out. And um, yeah, for the last couple of days, we've had a couple of rain and showers and a little chilly outside, but it's a little warmer, a little warmer. Guess what, folks? Today we're going to talk about sports again because it's kind of what we know. Kind Who would have thought? Do. Yeah, I know. I know I usually try to keep it open-minded about other stuff, but when I'm with Sean, we always going to talk about sports. Let's talk about the U of M and the state game at Ann Albert. Let's remember the people that passed away to the shooting at Michigan State last week, over, over a week ago.
1: And they actually went back to school for the first time and took classes today.
0: Yeah, so a lot of those kids out there are really stressed out because they're having a PTSD moments and anxiety moments and – you know, panic attacks, and let's keep them in our prayers and their families. But you want to
1: know what Michigan State did right before we start? What they came out, the whole university, not athletics. I'm talking about by the books and the and the grades and everything. They said every single student, all fifty thousand, have the option to either count the classes as credit or no credit.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that can happen. That can happen. That's good. That's that's really respectable for the students students now don't just have to worry about uh getting a's and b's and graduating now they have to look behind their back and maybe this time for more security but meanwhile let's talk about the michigan game and michigan state game i saw maybe the first three and fours of the game and i almost fell asleep because i was still tired and the game itself was awesome and then I saw that about towards about five minutes left of the game, it looked like Michigan kind of had that ability to finish strong, and they don't usually do that.
1: Um, it was actually a really great game. I ended up watching the game with my father. I was down in my basement. Um, Michigan State was up six points with like eight minutes left. So you think that uh, you know they were at the adversity, and all uh, the team came out and they. Came out strong. I mean, they dominated 75% of the game. Um, But then Michigan tied it. uh, And then I went speechless. I went speechless. I really did go speechless. I mean.
0: Do you think that Michigan just hit big shots at the right moment and State just didn't hit those shots?
1: I will also say that, yeah. Michigan just ended up bang, bang, bang. Because the game was tied with about five, six minutes. And then, like you said, you stopped watching it because you didn't know what was going to happen. And I fell asleep. If you did not watch that game from one minute and then you turn on ESPN and you see Michigan wins by 13, that does not decide the game. That game was down to the wire, covered 80%. Both teams were grinding. Michigan State didn't even have a double-digit lead. So no. Michigan actually outplayed them in that last five minutes. It was always within six or seven points either way. So... The score was not defined by it. Um it know,
0: Go ahead. It didn't define those, not the game, the final score. The thirteen point win didn't really define the game in itself. Kind of like when uh, a football game where the team is conquering the other team, and in, in the NFL, forty five to fourteen with six minutes left, and then the team that's winning is letting the other team score. So the score ends up being 45 to 28 or 33. And people think that the game was a lot closer than it was. But this way, this game was a lot closer, about 85% of the game. And then U of M just kind of took on the big shots and made big moments. And I'm sure a lot of it had to do with, you know, the state players playing under pressure with all the other four. They're – State was actually playing for, not just for that team or that game, they were playing for the whole school, the whole Michigan State uh, uh, s- school. So it was just a lot of a lot of pressure for Michigan State.
1: And this is where both of us are coming in as some, um, you've already heard that I graduated from Michigan State and my b- buddy Andre is a diehard Michigan fan. Um, it was really well, um, put on by Michigan, Michigan state. Uh, gotta give credit to Ann Arbor, you know, saying Spartan strong, having those pins. Uh, they even played, not everybody even knows this. They played my alumni's fight song before the game started. Like, even when I say that right now, the Michigan band played Michigan state fight song. I have goosebumps. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, I usually don't have a lot of things good to say about Michigan, but I'm starting to realize that, you know, It wasn't even about the game. It was about Big Brother, Little Brother, all that stuff. Just two great universities, uh, football or basketball, coming together. Um, I've watched Michigan State a long time, but just like you said, Michigan State was trying to win it, not for there, but – I've never seen Izzo as emotional as a person that he's ever been in my life. Uh, He did not really coach that game, and I'm not taking it away from him. I felt like he was morally on the bench, and Thomas Kelly and the other coach kind of uh, refed it. But I have never seen, also to throw out the factor here, Dwan Howard, because he had such a great NBA career and, and a good university. He was crying on the sideline, too, during the game. I mean, they both showed emotion, but they were both just a different thing. And kudos to the University of Michigan to put on a great show. And kudos for Izzo, even though a loss. But the boys played good, and um, it was just a well-played event.
0: Yeah, it was really well. It was really well. So let's move on to, let's quick talk about the Purdue finally beating Ohio State after uh, losing to two in a row to Northwestern and to Maryland, which that Northwestern team is really underrated. So you got to give Northwestern They just
1: dominated Iowa last night, and surprisingly, was favored by minus one and a half on the road. Yeah. It just bedaffles me because even though Northwestern The loss is if they're nineteen and seven or twenty and seven, and I'm going to throw this out there right now to you: Mm -hmm. How good would that Northwestern team? They would be a top five team if they had Young
0: from the
1: University of Duke. Oh yeah, and. They had the guy that went to North Carolina. Oh, yeah. You put those two teams were under the Collins, which we love Collins.
0: Yeah, I know. I know.
1: If I they had Collins. both of them, we would be talking about Northwestern in the top five and being a number one seed almost in the tournament. Unheard of, especially with Northwestern only making the tournament one time in a career, and it's been under Chris Collins. Like, who would have? I'm dead serious. I Doug, would Collins Doug
0: Collins' son. Doug Collins' son.
1: I would put Northwestern in the top five if yeah. they had Young and that kid from North Carolina. They would be a top five ball club.
0: I think what's going to happen is if they keep winning, they win out the rest of the other year, they could be a, a number 10 to a, a five seed.
1: I would. I, I think they're better. Okay, first of all, they're better than Michigan. They're better than Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we know if that. Michigan, if Michigan gets in, they're either a 10 or a 11 in a playoff game. If Michigan State gets in, they're somewhere between a nine, and eleven. Yeah, what well, nine eight. or eleven, or maybe let Let's not eight. be nice. We're nine eight. or eleven,
0: or eight through third. No, yeah, don't eight, eight to twelve. Anything under an eight, no. But
1: Northwestern could be, like you said, a five to ten. I could see them even in, all the way down to a five or seven.
0: Yeah, they just need to win out. Yeah. If they can win out, they can do it. And let's talk about but that
1: goes right into what I just said about how North Carolina. Yeah, that's a whole.
0: That's a shamble, man. They, I don't know what happened to the coaching staff. They look like they just decided not to coach that team or not to participate. I feel like every time I watch North Carolina, I feel like they're playing street ball to the most finest episode where all the guys are out there shooting around, having some fun, not taking the game serious, and they're just that mecca of North Carolina and Duke is maybe kind of leaving that atmosphere because you don't have these two primate, Coaches, I mean, of course we can... Do- but
1: here's the crazy thing, Andre. Remember who was in the national championship last year? North Carolina, North Carolina made yeah. a huge run and they went there. but And they didn't lose that much. They actually gained a player from Northwestern and they still have Babcock, Love, and Davis. This team should not have 11 losses. They should be worst case, seven.
0: Yeah, I just think that they just don't... I, I think when I watch that team, they really don't have a point guard. I think they you have don't like
1: a like Davis and he don't like love?
0: No, I just think they just don't fit. I just I, some players just don't go with the mesh of the team. I think they they're big guys inside. The Mr. I don't even know what his name is, Mr. Yeah, R- he
1: just on the other North Carolina. Yeah, California.
0: he just doesn't get the ball or doesn't get touched the ball or they wait till the last 12 8 seconds to give him the ball and then they just don't I don't know. I don't, I thought
1: yesterday was a pretty important game and I thought that North Carolina would have pulled something that was incredible because think about this. I want to throw two things, two things out there for you. What's that? Whose birthday was Friday? It was Michael Jordan's. Okay.
0: (laughs) So I'll
1: throw another factor out there. What is NC state ranked? They're 23 in the country.
0: Look at the numbers. 23, 23, even though North
1: Carolina state was at home, Come on. The numbers were there, UNC. What are you doing to me? 16 and 11? That is absolute trash. But you can thank God that you have mediocre games left. Notre Dame. don't even want to go there. Then you got Virginia. You're going to lose. So you're 17 and 12. You got Florida State, one of the worst teams in the league. So you're 18 and 12. Then you got Duke at home. Toss-up game. Who knows? I'm gonna say, well, no, I'm not gonna say. I'm gonna say North Carolina wins because Duke can't play on the road. You're 19 and 12. Even if you lose in the first round of the ACC tournament, you're in at 19 and 13. That's all I gotta say.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. All right. So we know that Sh- Sean's really passionate about North Carolina and Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan's so relevant in today's. I mean, he hasn't played in the last 15 years, and Michael Jordan just might be the most underrated, overrated legend of all time depending on how you look at it we won't get into that part well of i it.
1: just want to say the number 23 with lebron um, he couldn't even win an all-star game last night baby
0: yeah but the all-star game the all-star game is nothing for it's nothing more just for the, high, the little kids that are watching the heroes play basketball you might not even make the playoffs yeah i know but that those games the all-star game isn't what it was it used to be
1: sorry next subject
0: so are you right? Am I right? Subject: We need to talk about the slam dunk contest. We gotta talk about this man from the D League, Mac McLan. I can't even say his name right. How do you say his name? McLon. I think
1: you have it right. But here's the best part: he's only been in the league for a little while. And guess what team he played for last, or a couple, or like three years ago? Georgetown under Patrick Ewing. That team has not been irrelevant since he's been there, folks! But, if anybody that's fouled sports, other than the G League, some people do know Matt McCollum. Want to know why? Because he was on that Final Four team at Texas Tech!
0: Well, yeah. So, well, I don't think you watched the Slam Dunk contest.
1: I did not, because I don't want to watch anything to do with the NBA All-Star
0: game. Yeah, but you should have. Those dunks were amazing. I swear, he made every black person who dunks... Wish they were white for like five minutes. Five whole minutes. I swear. This guy created the charisma of what Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, and Spud Webb used to bring to the game. I swear. That was legendary. Watching Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, and watch Web. Spud Webb and all those three guys. No,
1: Nate Robinson, the short little 5 foot 7 yeah. guy. That's like Spud Webb and he took two
0: Yeah. Slam dunk but those but that was legendary. If you have any time to sit around at the office while your boss is yapping in your ear about getting to work, watch the slam dunk contest. That should motivate you that for you to be a white guy to working, you should be motivated by I this guy. I like
1: this Matt kid. I liked him when he was at Texas Tech. And I'm sorry I wasn't able to keep following him because I didn't know where he went off the thing. Because the last I heard was 21 22. He was playing for Michael Jordan's team where he used to play the Chicago Bulls on a 10 day contract in 2021 22.
0: Yeah. But he's just not that For good. him
1: to be in the G League, which you need to make sure you emphasize on that, yeah. it's never been in NBA history that a G League player got to do the dunk contest and he was only six foot two i mean that's not spud Webb, five foot seven or five foot eight but six foot two that's pretty tiny
0: like like that kid it was just phenomenal i think i think i think what it made it so good is that no one expected it if you were gambling on any website you would have never p- t- picked him i would have never picked wouldn't
1: him take a g leaguer it's the first time in history
0: I, I just wouldn't do it i mean this is this is amazing all right, all right, folks, let's move on to my main man, Mr. Westbrook. Westbrook that got signed to the Utah Jazz under the, under the organization of Danny Ainge, the most prickish kind of guy that you could ever get. Danny Ainge is a prick. For him, not to keep Westbrook on that team to make that team better and maybe not play him more. Look, he never had a chance to play on the – on the f- first five on that team with Danny Ainge there. Danny Ainge wants to play all the younger guys, but you know what? You're going to need veterans to, to win championships. And Westbrook is a veteran. Maybe he's a cancer, but maybe in a different light and different atmosphere as a veteran, not under LeBron James, he would shine more to that moment. But to not give him a chance and to sign him off to the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard and George. George Paul George is, is it's just stupid. Why would you give another team a good player? Why
1: I like Russell Westbrook. I have said it on the air that he is kind of a cancer. I thought he was going to stay in Utah because remember in my previous podcast, I thought maybe wouldn't be surprised if the Utah Jazz make the playoffs over the Lakers. Mm-hmm. but now I can say that's probably not going to happen but you have to factor in, was it all Danny Ainge? Because remember, Dwayne Wade has 50% ownership in
0: that. No, the Dwayne. Jazz. Yeah, but Dwayne Wade, I don't think Dwayne would even do that unless, they, unless there's a real beef between them two. But I just don't see the, how those two would ever have a beef because they were similar type basketball players, but I never think they had never played against each other against the playoffs in that era. So I just don't see it that way. I think it had to do more, more with the coach of Utah as well. The Utah coach, you know, God bless his soul. You know, you if you want to play like Detroit Pistons and play all your young guys, unexperienced, no veterans on the team, you're going to get a Detroit Piston team in Utah right now. The thing that's missing for Detroit is maybe a couple of veterans, and maybe they Detroit might have to go on a trading block and trade one of those guys that's so young for an experienced basketball player.
1: I am absolutely shocked that the Clippers went after Westbrook because they made so many darn trades. They got a steal on that kid that used to play for Marquette, Bonus Highland from Denver. They got a steal from Philadelphia with Terrence Mahan, so they didn't really need Westbrook at this time. They still had Nicholas them you know we've. All, then they went and got Eric Gordon, which is you know coming off the bench.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's then just, you went out. I mean, the Clippers made so many trades because then I got to name Mason Plumbe. I mean, could you imagine this, that? This Clippers team, how funny is this going to be now if the Clippers win a NBA championship and the, and Lakers. the Lakers don't make the playoffs?
0: Yeah, and that was that's funny. I mean, look, look. One thing I'm going to say about the All-Star game, before the All-Star game, they asked LeBron James, and LeBron James says this is one of the most important games of his career because he made it to the All-Star game 19 times. I don't know who else made it more, maybe Michael Jordan. I don't think Michael Jordan played for 19 seasons. But for LeBron to say this is one of the most important games of his career is idiocacy. No one watched the All Star Game. I didn't watch the All Star Game. I watched golf. Speaking of golf, Tiger Woods is back at Genesis Invitation, and you know what? I watched it, and you could tell that his ang- his was ang- shot. He played very well. He made a he 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 outdrove Justin Thomas a couple of times, and he slipped Justin Thomas a tampon, which I think is kind of funny he did that because it's a guy's joke between guys, golfers, athletes. If you're not an athlete and you don't play on a team, you're going to make those type of jokes among your peers, among your other teammates, and a lot of people talk it the wrong way. Maybe the woke community did. Maybe the women's community did. Maybe, I don't know, who talked about on the bad on Pond to say something so negative about Tiger Woods giving Justin Thomas it, it, it tampon it's it's this old school kind of hazing between two guys who are professional athletes hockey players haze each other all the time you just don't see it they're in the locker room basketball players do the same thing to each other i remember when uh, even even rock stars did the same thing with it so
1: we're, wait, 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 we're not condoning hazing. This is a little bit different yeah. hazing. Because remember, we did talk about New Mexico State, and that was a different hazing that cost somebody's life. Now, I think the tampon thing's pretty funny. That's different, you know, from... It's a whole different reflect of doing that compared to New Mexico State. Of
0: course. Yeah, yeah, that's totally different. And In, In professional sports, I think, is just different. In college sports or high school sports, it's, you know, you're trying to get... To, to be on the team, you're trying to join a new team that you're in college. You're trying to uh, prove to yourself and to your teammates that you belong there. When it comes down to two guys, two- golf is like an old man sport. It just is. It's just that humor that you get from the 90s. And it's kind of like in living color moment. If you never watched the show, you probably would see it the first time and see how disgusting it is. But in reality... And that show in Living Color was hilarious. So this uh, Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas are two friends that made a reference about the fact that Justin Thomas should be hitting the ball from the women's tee instead of the guys' tee, the parole league. It's a joke. It's just a joke. So fortunately, Tiger Woods made a cut, and then he placed 48th, 49th, so he shot one under, uh... John Rom made one
1: hundred and fifty some thousand dollars, or one hundred twenty-five.
0: He killed it. He played phenomenal. I don't know how this guy, so bulky, so big, has a touch off the tee and around the and around the greens. He's just a really phenomenal player. Very. F- side
1: note: Before you go to that, because you were talking about the tampon joke, that we didn't write notes. I just thought about: um, How do you feel? After all the stuff that we had to give up to Russia, that Britney Griner is back with the Phoenix Mercury.
0: Why? You know, you just can't say much about it because you can't say. It. For guys to talk about against something like that, it's very sexist. But if, it's
1: not anything to do with her being a lesbian. It has to do with her bringing pot when she knew she wasn't supposed to be over there.
0: Well, exactly. But people, the woke community, will look at it as we're. Being negative towards her because she is a woman, she's uh, a lesbian, and she did something really stupid, and we can't really talk about it because Russia is always on the bad side. Yeah, politically, Russia might be not a good side. But long story short, if Phoenix Mercury want to sign her, that's awesome. Too bad no one's gonna watch the WNBA. So I no had one, to throw it in there real fast. Sorry. But no, yeah, but still, <laughs> but still, no one's going, I love how you threw me under the fucking bus, you dick. God, I hate you. I hate you. It's just <laughs> as bad. It's just as bad as less. Oh, little <laughs> sign note for the NFL. Little sign note. My buddy, Mr. Dallas Cowboy fan over here, the Dallas Cowboys are thinking about cutting Ezekiel, or should we call him Ezekiel, because he acts like a little lady sometimes. He doesn't want to play football. He doesn't. He just, he's a lot of money so, for someone that doesn't do nothing besides wear his jersey up close. Personally. So you look at his abs or some bullshit. You know
1: something? I was pissed when they drafted him in the first place. I can't stand Ohio State. But get rid of him. Tony Pollard's better. We'll go out and, and make a couple phone calls. I'm just going to throw out two names here right now. It's a long shot. Because he's a little bit older. It's Julio Jones, but I don't know what's going to happen. Julio. Well, there is, but they, wait, 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 wait. Running back, running back. Wait, wait, wait. This other one that I'm about to say is more important. There's the safety slash cornerback that plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Mm. His name is his Diggs. Can I say, oh, we got to call Buffalo. Then. Diggs <gasps> might come play with his brother, baby. Oh,
0: that'd be cool. That'd be really good. But who, but who is the Buffalo Bills going to give up? Who?
1: You mean who is the Cowboys going to give up?
0: No, because if Diggs goes to the Buffalo.
1: No, Diggs. No, no, no. I'm talking. We want his brother. Oh. The receiver coming from Buffalo nope. to the big D. Is never going to happen. Across from City Lamb.
0: Josh Allen and him are bus buds. Why would you go to a quarterback that can't even realize what team he plays on and he throws more interceptions? He thinks he's on the other team. We talk about Prescott again, folks. Look, as much as I wanna like Prescott, I've never seen a quarterback so confused looking at the defense and having a, a an old time wide receiver that used to play for with, with the Colts and he got and they picked him up, Hillman, Hilton. What up Hilton. He played with Dallas just this year. He just retired. And he had to go to the Prescott and tell him, why'd you throw it over there? Oh, we TY. TY, yeah. He said it. He at during the timeout, during the play during before the playoff games, he asked him, What are you doing? Prescott can't read the defense. He overthinks. There's no one look, look. I So who Diggs, would you rather
1: have Diggs Zach is, Prescott or Daniel Jones?
0: Daniel Jones. Guess guess Hell,
1: what? Who would you rather have?
0: Daniel Jones. Hell no. Yes, yes. Daniel Jones. I love Daniel Jones. You know why? Daniel Jones had one good year and now, now he's asking for a raise. <laughs> of a f- what? Forty seven million? Forty seven million. And he just dropped his uh free uh, his uh his agent and picked up a new guy. A new guy that does a lot of good stuff.
1: Daniel Jones is not worth $47 million. I do like this kid. Um, I highly dislike the University of Duke, but I've, I I've li- I like him as a kid. The only problem is, yeah, he's demanding $47 million, and the Giants could franchise tag him and do it for two years in a row and save $26 million because I think the franchise tag is somewhere between 34 and 35
0: Good idea. Franchise him because you know what? Because if he has a bad year next year, you could go right to the draft and say, "Thank you." You can go anywhere you want to go, just don't go to Detroit.
1: Because I think I think they should. That's the perfect statement. I think because I, I do like Daniel Jones, but he's not worth forty seven. No. That's like you're saying he was as good as Brady, and he was only making forty three million dollars before he retired. Yeah, or yeah. he is as good as you know Russell Wilson or Brett Favre or you know like. This guy hasn't proven anything.
0: No, no. He, I'm like, look, like, look. Like,
1: and the coach is new too, but so. I mean,
0: clearly he has bad teams, but even good quarterbacks have good moments. And he didn't have any good moment, even on a bad team.
1: So we both can agree the smartest thing would be to do a franchise tag. You would still save $13 million. Yeah. He yeah. can't deny it. Because yeah. this is his rookie contract and they can tag him twice and he can, no one can, at least the first year, at least the first year, no one can touch him. No. After one franchise tag.
0: No, I just don't. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. All right. All right. Let's talk about Sean's favorite new league, the XFL, the WWE champion of the world. Dwayne Rock Johnson owns the team. I'm just waiting for him and his tidy whities getting on the ropes and... Body slamming so, one of those players, brother. Woo, Ric Flair. Ric
1: Flair is from the D town, baby. First of all, the XFL is not my favorite sport, and never will be. Hey, it probably will be. It's been dumped twice, but Dwayne Johnson. So, woo! <laughs> Vince McMahon before that. So we're
0: pretty much doomed. Yep, yeah, Ric Flair. Woo, <laughs> Ric Flair. You know who I would rather – you know what would be better? <laughs> you know what would be better than watching Dwayne Johnson and all that team? Yes. Macho man Randy Savage. Look here, man. Like nice a little cry. Nice better smile. better make sure you say,
1: take a bite into a – Slip Jam! Oh, yeah. But anyway, the XFL. So
0: – What
1: can I say? I, I don't know where even to start. there, uh, Three of the four games this weekend sucked. Um,
0: it's like watching handicap football. There was only
1: one good game, and there was a team, um, I think it was the Dragons.
0: Dragons.
1: They were down 17-3 uh, with a minute and 45 left. They went on a 15-0 run and won 18-17.
0: Oh, yeah. But you know what we should talk about is that new kickoff thing. Maybe. Well, they do.
1: Paxton Lynch is trash. And this gives me an opportunity to say that once again, over and over again, the Denver Donkeys make a lot of mistakes. They drafted him and wasted a draft pick. He got benched in the XFL and didn't even make it three quarters. I know.
0: That's sad. Look, look, look. I think I think the XFL is going to be the next D league. What what other league? And how is it to?
1: They They're already 0 for, 2. They're and zero for
0: two. And there's another USFL league coming up too. There's so many goddamn leagues.
1: Well, and. Grand Rapids, are you ready? They are talking about bringing back the Grand Ra- Rapids. Rapids!
0: Actually, that was a lot that's, of fun. That's
1: too soon. Su- they've won two championships. That was that's a lot of fun. Pretty cool arena football. That
0: was fun. They're bringing it back because I think.
1: We don't have a guarantee that he's coming back to Grand Rapids, but the league is coming back. The league is. Coming.
0: I think they're coming back to Grand
1: Rapids. We got a, we got a great a stadium spot. here,
0: Van Andel Arena, baby. And they might just build another one. Who knows? Grand Rapids know what they're talking about. They got soccer uh, coming to Grand Rapids probably. Women's soccer team, which is something phenomenal because in the West Michigan, female soccer is huge. Well, It is huge.
1: If you can bring uh, Dennis Rodman's daughter to us, she's 19 and a half. She's phenomenal. She's going to be the highest paid player ever right now. I mean, I don't need to see Megan Rapahoe, but I can see uh, some of the other ones.
0: Yeah. So I don't know who that is. Who's who
1: is that? <laughs> we'll just leave it at that because what? the Grand Rapids community would not be happy that
0: I said that. Okay, you just said it. oh my gosh, what is going on? Well, we cancel before I get out. Cancel by cancel media. Welcome to the jungle. Woo! Well, folks. I don't know what else. We just went through that whole sh- sh- shenanigans. Oh, let's go one more thing. Daytona 500. Mr. Ricky Stanhouse won the Daytona 500 record, 212 laps, because everyone- The
1: whenever, one ever, though, right? Everyone wise Yeah,
0: come on. Everyone gets- Look, I love NASCAR. They go in the same direction for, like, 500 laps. They take lefts and then go straight, take more laps. Laps and keep going straight. And with only like 30 more laps to go, you, you know what they do? They fucking
1: so cool hit. It's
0: so close. Cool and they fucking hit each other. Like no bad out of hell. It's like, I don't know. It's so they need to change that. I want them to change that where, where you can get penalized for wrecking purposely just to, so that you can move your teammate up. There's something, there's something that taken away from NASCAR, when the race is going phenomenally pretty well, and then with only 20 laps left, everyone gets in an accident. And it's just bullshit because they have spotters. I would like to see it when they don't have spotters anymore. That would be phenomenal. So that the race, so the, so the guys who are driving the car is now totally responsible for what is his surrounding is so that he doesn't go over the speed limit of such a thing. But still... So having spotters to to look out for you, and then you still crash, have an eight-car pileup, and then it takes lingers and lingers. The guy won it not because he runs running a great lap, is because they took too many laps at uh, at a standstill. And so they, they, by the time they got around to the last 212 rap, lap, they gave it to him. Which I think it's kind of I mean, look the good thing about it though, is Jimmy Johnson came back. Jimmy Johnson tried the Indy 500 series or the other series. He sucked. Because you know why? Because it's a lot harder to drive 185 to 65 to speed limit, slow down, brake, everything. It's just those Indy cars are really difficult to drive, especially if you don't know that you haven't done that for so many years. And I really don't think that Jimmy Johnson actually drove those cars when he was younger. But... Jimmy Johnson, I think he bought or is part owner of the Petty uh, race team. So for him to end up in maybe 10th or 15th place, it's pretty good. Don't complain
1: guy. about how long freaking sometimes football games are or different baseball games or whatever. At least in baseball, it's not the same thing round and round in a circle all the time. And then you know there's going to be a crash in less than 50 laps.
0: Yeah, it it's is. I mean, you're right. Yeah, I I just think racing is just not, it's just not the southern thing to do anymore. I know it's huge, popular in the south, but and I you think, want to talk
1: about? People I just getting pissed off about all these different injuries. I you can get killed with a two thousand, five thousand pound car.
0: Yeah, well, I do think that their regulation of the cars, well, the the cage, is really phenomenally how they save. The drivers and they have the neck brace and they have the helmet. Remember, they have better regulations for drivers in NASCAR than any other face on this earth. Where sometimes I think drivers on the local street of of wherever you come from should probably have those cages for bad drivers because they're in a bad, they always get in bad accidents. But that's what killed Earnhardt. Is that he didn't want to put the helmet on. He thought it was too macho. He thought it was too cool. He, uh, he lost control. Well, his his tire blew. He went up against the wall. And then because his neck wasn't secured in the, in the correct way in the cage. His head was snapped back. And then his brains was coming out of his head. True story. Where do you see about? Don't be stupid. Did you know?
1: Well, your seatbelt in society, too, Yeah, obviously. Yeah.
0: But did you know, though, after every race, NASCAR race, there are more accidents the following day. So if it's the races on Saturday, there are more car accidents because all the people watching NASCAR are driving like they are NASCAR drivers. It's, it's, I kind it's,
1: of saw that on the highway today. you yeah. right?
0: It's crazy. It's just, it's, it's just crazy how you can be influenced by something that you see on TV. And those guys are professional drivers, which is a phenomenal thing to think about, that those guys go about 185, 200 miles per, per hour in 85% of the, of the race. They never get into an accident. And so that, you think uh, that's just all propaganda against the accident. Could that's, that
1: sport be fixed?
0: I think, well, the thing about that sport, though, is that a lot of the uh, – of the teams who are do real well, they have better parts than other teams that don't do well, so they have much more money to be sponsored by, so all the parts are much more a lot better, so all the weaker teams have cheaper parts that break down easier than the than all the other teams and i
1: so is that why you're going to say that Bubba Watson's not good because Jordan's behind him
0: Bubba Watson yeah. but I mean but he so owns Michael Jordan's got some money. Are you talking about Bubba Wallace or Bubba Watson? Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace, yeah. yeah. So because Waltz- Bubba Watson's a golfer. A golfer yeah. That's why you threw me off the curb Sorry, off. My fault. Well, Bubba Wallace, I mean, I think it's cool that Michael Jordan owns it. I think that Bubba Wallace is a decent racer. I think he's good for the sport, but I just don't think a lot of black folks really care about going left 100 times in a row. They're just not into that. They will never get into that.
1: Did Dana Patrick ever win one?
0: I think she no. She's retired. She's done. Right. She's right. an announcer. I mean, she she drove Indy for a while and she did pretty well. So you can't take the, anything away from her. She knows. The,
1: she was very talented and very beautiful. And Rogers dated her once.
0: Once, twice, three times a lady. Yeah. He also dated Aaron Aaron Aaron, um, Aaron, Aaron Andrews. There's a, there's a rumor about that.
1: Aaron was pretty cool. I heard before.
0: You did? Yeah. When?
1: Down in East Lansing, baby. You stalked her? No.
0: You're like, hey, come here. That was
1: not me many years ago, folks.
0: So you met her? Did
1: not take those pictures.
0: No, no. Or else you wouldn't be sitting here. No, I wouldn't be. You're right. Exactly. Well, that's nuts. But yeah, Aaron. Yeah. So, so Sean gets all flustered when he talks about girls. Louise. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I love giving jugs shit alright folks thank you for listening to the Crazy Dre Podcast show thanks Sean for popping by always
1: great to be here
0: we'll try to put at least two shows a week so that we can become more relevant and we'll probably be more because of the of Marsh Madness I think mm-hmm. when Marsh Madness this shows probably up this
1: will be the last time we ever talk about the XFL
0: yes only for people like Sean keeps watching it because he will watch it. He like, hey, 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 I got two bucks on this game. Two bucks? Why don't you get more? Because I don't know who the hell these teams are. That's why. Right? Right. No. <laughs> right. All right. Crazy Drake Podcast Show. Listen to me on Spotify. Listen to me on Apple Podcasts. Listen, uh, email me at crazydrakepodcastshow.com. Uh, peace, love, uh, come again. Uh Great talking sports again. Uh, let's go blue. Let's go st- stay. I can't believe I said that I, can't believe I that my mouth. i to be Indiana tomorrow. Yep. We got to. You probably will because Indiana, you know that? They're At home. Well, they're kind of shaky sometimes. They're just like, you can never get that right, game right. But all right, folks, peace, love, and uh, stay home and don't drink too much. Ron.